Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. But this week, we're kind of reining in the end of TV show month with our top ten favorite TV shows of all time lists. And we do have two special guests with us today, our very own and... Uh, previous guest, Mr. Zach Hartman, a.k.a. Harry, a.k.a. Tube Socks. Say hello to everybody there, Zachy. How's it going? Good to have you, buddy. And we also have, joining us live from Colombia, no, I'm just kidding, he's in Seattle, uh, but we have Mr. Michael Corson, a.k.a. Scorbin, a.k.a. Mikey, hashtag, I think he likes it. Say hello to everybody there, Mikey. How's it going, guys? Good to be here. Good to have you, pal. So, previously, uh, I think this was the first podcast we ever did. We did the top ten favorite movies of all time, which has never been released. Uh, it's been an interesting... It's in the editing. archives. Yeah, it's in the archives. <laughs> so, it's gone, it's gone live on YouTube and got a big following there. Um, but anyway, that was the first podcast that any of us had really done. And so, we thought we'd bring it back and do a more professional favorite TV shows uh, podcast with these two gentlemen because it's an awesome time. And we've all kind of been working on our favorite TV show lists over the past couple months. Um, I feel pretty good about mine. I know Zach feels very strong about his. He, he had this thing pretty well mapped out. Months ago. Months ago. He's been <laughs> ready for... Months ago. Been ready months. for... <laughs> months ago. Um, so, yeah. Months ago. But with the top 10 favorite TV shows, we didn't really put any uh, restrictions on this. I kind of wanted to just see what everybody came up with. Uh, we do have only a few a few rules. I guess we're going to do maybe some honorable mentions right before number one, just so that we don't spoil anything for anybody else. Uh, also, everybody gets one veto. Uh, so if somebody brings up my particular show that I want to have the first word on, I'm just going to say veto, and we'll move on, and I want the first word on that. So anybody can pick whatever, whatever show you want the first word on and just say veto and we'll move right along um but just to start out i think i i wanted to kind of give you guys an update on um on what i did to define my top 10 favorite tv shows uh a lot of a lot of me would i wanted to do you know the most rewatchable things but then i realized that that might not be the best way to go because the person that i am right now isn't necessarily indicative of who i have been in my entire life so i tried to go with the top 10 tv shows uh, throughout my life that have made the biggest impact on me or um, that maybe just I enjoyed watching the most at the time. Um, so not all of these I necessarily even watch that much anymore, but at one point in my life I was absolutely obsessed and they had probably the biggest impact. It's very similar to uh, Mikey's um, top 10 movie, uh, his um his structure that he did in the top 10 favorite movies. So did anybody else have any, um, have any rules that they set for themselves or guidelines or anything like that? I, uh, just to kind of butt in. Yeah. For mine, um, I really just wanted to kind of stray away from the basic formula. And I went basically with my top 10 favorite TV shows. So that is, uh, that's what I did. It's a little bit different, but I just went with like my top 10, uh, favorite TV show. <laughs> like, we know. Just like he told me to do. 
I just did exactly what you said, and I picked my I favorite. Sure so, um, I just went with uh, any glimpse that I had between the ages of one month and six month old, um, and any glimpse that I remember on the TV. I just researched those TV shows and. Those are the ones. So. There's a lot of Gilmore Girls, so <laughs> a lot, lot of, of Gilmore a lot of Jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Pat Sajak is a really he's a hero of mine, so I had to include Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, <laughs> it's Danny's really into slapstick. Um, Zach, I know that you had an interesting rule in your top ten favorite movies. Did you have anything that you went for on this one? Um, I guess I kind of definitely did uh, rewatchability, <laughs> but. Um, I didn't really start getting into TV shows until um, until college, actually. Um, so until I was about 18. But after that, I really got into a lot of different TV shows. Um, but part of my earlier in my top 10 here will be rewatchability. And then later, uh, it'll be just the impact it's had on me. And then at the top, it'll be both impact and rewatchability, I think. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Mike, did you have yeah. anything that you, that you went for on this? Yeah. I was kind of struggling to, to write this list. And, um, so I ended up narrowing mine down a little bit and just saying that they had to be shows that had reached their conclusion. There's a lot of shows that are out right now. And a lot of shows that, you know, Netflix is doing that have, you know, year plus gaps in between seasons now. So it's like, it's kind of hard where like as much as I love like season one of some shows, I don't really know if it's my favorite TV show until it's over. So a lot of my shows ended up being a little bit older, which is kind of my style anyway, but that was really my, uh, my only thing that I used to kind of whittle it down was just that they had to be done filming. Great. Great. Actually, you know, and that's something that's great. That's something that I really thought about doing. Zach, did you have something you wanted to? Well, I was, <clears throat> I was just gonna say that's, um, that's a good, that's a good point, and I kind of struggled with that too because there are a couple on here that don't have defined ends yet. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, I am very much enjoying what's happening and what's being put out. But there isn't an end to some of my shows yet. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think it's I agree fine. with with. I agree with David as well. Just kind of like a, for my list, it kind of went in like more of a nostalgia route um, because some of the shows on here just didn't have necessarily the ending that I wanted or maybe had one or two seasons that weren't the best, but just because they kind of hit home for me for so long and there's certain seasons of it that I can just watch over and over and I just love when they hit their stride. I loved it. So, uh, yeah, I can kind of see where that's coming from. Yeah, you know, I only have a couple on my list that are that are still running. Um, I don't think that spoils too much, but uh, I I definitely heavily considered um, doing the same thing that you did, Mike. Uh, just having shows that reach their conclusion. But there was a couple shows that I I couldn't count out. I mean, one of them's kind of blatantly obvious, um, right. but. 
I think I think violation. that blatant <laughs> violation of the WRL charter. Um, but I think that I think that all of them are pretty. Um, they're close to their conclusion, I guess. And so I felt I felt okay about it. Um, so with that being said, I think we should probably get moving here. Um, I just wanted to give everybody the opportunity. I know that we're gonna all have a lot of those jokes that we want to get out, and I'm totally all for it. Throw out throw out those uh, the joke the joke nominations. Um, but if every does everybody have like their best joke show that they would probably use for one of theirs? I was thinking that my the funniest one that I thought of is I was gonna say in in place of my number ten I was gonna say Fox and Friends, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> or also it, also to get the other side, I was gonna say the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> <laughs> Hardball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hardball would have been a good one too. I had one. Yeah, I was, I was gonna like, uh, oh, Danny. No, you go ahead, Mikey. Oh, you know, I was just thinking the real world, but not the new real world. It's the old, <laughs> the good ones. Oh yes, I, that would also road rules. Him by ride. <laughs> 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 there's so oh, many shows that it's true. like if somebody said it i was trying to think of stuff that you're like i guess you know if you said you'd be like that's fine like fresh prince was another one that i was like well that could be but i don't want to spoil anybody's so um i, I think we should just get into it guys i think let's let's just go for it all right so the yep. the order is going to be i'm we're going to go me the professor and then zach and then danny and then mike mike's going to be our anchor today so that'll be super super great we'll be we'll be hoping that mike has some some Nice uh, home runs to, to bring us in here. Uh, but my number 10 is going to be a great, great show that aired on HBO for a very long time. Oh, yeah! Entourage, baby. Okay. And wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that's almost one that somebody would want to veto. Um, oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah! So annoying. I know it's the worst. It is. It's it such goes an annoying way intro. Long. Intro. I know. I skip it. I skip that Every intro. Every single time. Oh yeah, my I mind do my best. has been enabled. <laughs> from the Remember you overflow. <laughs> Want to be my superhero? You could sing every word of that. Um, but I think that I Entourage was that was that show that I was like, I hate that I have to include this. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't yeah. want to because I just. It's it's just one of those shows that it, I don't know why, but it is so good and it is so entertaining. And I think that a lot of it has to do with Jeremy Piven as the character of Ari. I think that he is fantastically entertaining. Uh, but the entire premise of watching, you know, a guy as an actor rise into stardom and then kind of fall out and come back in. I mean, it's something that it's something that's fascinating for us, especially as big fans of movies, too. Um, I think it's something that, that's always fascinating to uh, fascinating to me. And I think that they did a really good job of it too. They they bring these characters in that are um, that are really funny. I mean, Johnny Drama is one of the funniest characters like ever created, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Vince is not great, but overall, I I don't know why, but Entourage has very 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 strong rewatch value for me, and I've seen it quite a few times through. And it's just I don't know I don't it's super entertaining to me. And uh, when it when it came down to it, I had to include it in the list. I put it at number ten, dead last, but I had to. I still had to include it. So, um, Zach, I know you're a big fan of Entourage. Do you have anything? Is I'm sure that it's probably yeah, coming up um, here, but it it is on my list, and it's actually higher on my list than ten. Yeah. Um, 
I I agree that rewatchability for me is a huge aspect, and I'm also a huge fan of like the realism of it that they have these not necessarily like the situations, but the that they're bringing in real people and that they interact in this world with real people that we love. And since we're just such big fans of movies and entertainment, it's really fun for me to watch these, this show and see these characters that I love and love watching in the movies. And that's why this is the end was a huge, um, a really a a favorite of mine, the movie, just because they played around in the real world Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but i love i love the pace of it i love um ari obviously is an amazing character easily mm-hmm. well him and johnny fight for top top yeah, banana but me too him i, I think top Kurt, banana yeah johnny's bananas <laughs> baby yeah <laughs> yeah agreed. I that's, that's that's my two cents on entourage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, danny if you want to take take this one um I, I've seen Honorage once through, and you guys know way more about it than I do. So it's kind of interesting to yeah. hear, hear your take on this. Actually, you guys introduced me to it. So. Uh, I've probably seen it. I don't know if I've like all the way through. I think I've only seen it once, but I've seen the show. You know, I've I've gone through a period of probably probably like four times. I've gone back to it. Uh, I love it. It's it's a great show, and it. It is. It does play with the realism, and also it's just, you know, the creators and the producers of it. What is it? Mark Wahlberg and uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> no, Mark Wahlberg and uh, somebody. somebody else. But, um, <clears throat> but you know, that idea of taking some, you know, young, talented dude, making him famous, and then a group of friends around him that are his best friends, and they all just get to live the the fantasies that every dude living in North Dakota sitting there going, Oh man, that would be, that'd be so sick if I could do that, you know, kind of like capitalizing on that idea, I think was just brilliant. It's like sex in the city too, you know, for, for, uh, for women. That's so, such uh, a good how point. I always described it. I yeah. always said it's the sex in the city for men. And I'm glad you pointed on the friendship too, because there's a line in the later seasons when Ari says to Vince, there's not a lot of guys your age that still have friends from high school and middle school and i i've always sort of thought you know not to get too sentimental but i've always sort of thought of our group kind of like that too just that we've been friends for so long and we're we're getting old so oh my gosh yeah it's cool that we all have stayed (laughs) (laughs) that we've all stayed friends into our 30s almost yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah, I, I agree very much. Yeah. Entourage is fantastic and, uh, it's definitely, it's worthy of being in the top 10. So, um, yeah, great stuff. But Zach, why don't Good you call well, Dave? Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to Zach's number 10. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so my number 10 is, uh, it's how I met your mother. Um, ah. I, I know it's, uh, that's, that's the one on my list that probably is up there just for rewatchability. Like I've seen that so many times I've, and it's easy for me to sit and do something else. It's a mindless show to just sit back, relax and just kind of have that on as background noise. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just love the, 
the situations that they get into. And I think it's fun. And that's kind of another buddy show, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a group of friends getting into antics in New York. Um, it's not the deepest show, obviously, but just for me, it's just an easy show to sit back and tune out to. That's a great um, call. I uh, I definitely always really loved How I Met Your Mother. It's only been on my rewatch uh, uh, list maybe a couple times. Maybe seen it twice through. Um, but I, I liked it very much. It's kind of like a modern day Friends. Not quite as good as Friends yeah. to me, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely up there. So great call, Danny. You like you like How I Met Your Mother a lot, don't you? Oh I, yeah, I love it. NPH baby. Yeah, um, Neil Patrick Harris dude, is phenomenal. Yeah, he's, I love he's it. fantastic. It's, Jason Segel is also it, uh, great. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good show. Um, I think it was they kind of did a they pulled like a Friends with that one. Friends is like kind of like the '90s. Probably people you know uh, our age back then were really into Friends, and then mm-hmm. we kind of got that How I Met Your Mother um, phase. And they did a great job with it. Uh, some people mm-hmm. hated the ending and stuff, but I liked the ending. I, I thought liked it was it. good. It was satisfying. Better than Dexter. <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> we dare not speak of it. <laughs> Everyone beats Dexter. Well, I got, yeah. Anyway, that's a great call. Uh, Mike, did you have anything you wanted to say on that one? No, I was actually, I was kind of impressed with that show. Um, yeah, it seems like lots and lots of series like that kind of start, they get this, I don't know what, what happens, the writers get this fear in them that they're like, oh crap, I got to tie this up. And the last few seasons end up kind of suffering for it. But How I Met Your Mother, yeah. I felt, stayed really strong right through to the yeah. end. I mean, what you think about the last episode, I guess it's up to you. But, but yeah, yeah, good show. Great call. Um, I also uh, just wanted to mention, I love that the last season takes place over the course of 72 hours. Like, it's this scope for so long, and then it just comes in, and it's just a short amount of time. But there's so many stories you can tell. And I just love that, all the stories and... Um, yeah, the running jokes in that show as well. The running jokes, that was it. That was what I was going to say. The yeah. slap bet, I mean, that's just like, iconic, you know? Yeah, that me. is. The slap bet was really, really funny. Yeah. <coughs> great call, man. I'm definitely, I'm all on board I with that. I love it, yeah. Yeah, great call. Uh, I just want to take a, a brief little pause and mention that today's show is sponsored by Mike's Fruit Basket. Uh, <laughs> you know, 1099 local grocery store, uh, Great baskets. So great baskets. Long-time sponsor of our show. Uh, we're very thankful. Long-time sponsor. Looks like it's made of some sort of copper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too many of them. They'll turn you into a basket case. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, there okay, you go. so uh, there is an argument to be made because. Uh, okay, so certain shows don't have good endings and absolutely flopped, um, but certain seasons come through for me. Because my number 10 is Dexter. <laughs> and <Yes>. um, <laughs> it's so funny. You just yeah. said that. You're like, you know, shows like Dexter, and I go, oh, well, here we go. Um, I know. Dexter is one of those shows that I remember I had, a, uh, what was it? Um, I, had, I, was, I was really sick one time when I was living out here by myself. And I went to, it was when Blockbuster was still around, so I went to a Blockbuster and I rented the first four seasons of Dexter. Um, This was kind of before Netflix, too, or maybe I just didn't even have internet at that point. And so, uh, I mean, it's just such a comforting show. I mean, obviously he's a a psychopath killer, but uh, it's one of those shows for me that I can just 
those first four seasons, I can watch anytime. I honestly can't even say I've seen the fifth season. And then uh, I kind of like skimmed through it. And then I've heard about the ending. So you can't, I can't say I'm the biggest fan in the world. Um, just because I did enough research just to know that it didn't end well and I didn't want anything to ruin it for me. And so, but I mean, season one, I just recently watched it again because they put it on Netflix and the ice truck killer, that whole gag, like, you know, his sister ends up dating his brother and like, I don't know. It's just so well done when it is, when it hits, it hits so well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And same with like Mm -hmm. season four. That's, I was gonna uh, uh, I was gonna interject and say the John Lithgow season is John Lithgow. It's that's that's filmmaking or you know it's a TV television. series at its best. You know, and so yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite TV shows. I don't think the show as a whole is the best show, but I love what they did with it. At least I love what I, I, I don't know. I I I, lo- I respect and love what it is. So. I will say, sorry sorry to um, interrupt Mike, I know that Mike's got to have a word on this one, um, but I will say that a big part of a lot of miniseries and TV shows that, uh, that we talk about uh, is knowing when to stop, and I think that, yeah. I think that if Dexter knew when to quit, it yeah. would have been amazing, and I'm going to talk about yeah. that later on too, but I think that, yeah, Dexter is one of those where yeah, it's like, it went on too to long, but... Too. But in its, you know, in its heyday, in those first four seasons, oh, Dexter is so good. Very uh, good. But, Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I I really like that show. Um, big fan as well. And same thing. Yeah. I think we can just get through this without even talking about the ending, maybe. <laughs> or the, yeah, exactly. Kind of it's, it's just not the solid yeah, ending. Yeah, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What he did with that character was oh, Clark so Duncan. good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just, I don't know, being in a room full of kind of cop stereotypes, like, you know, Angel Bautista and like geeky lab technician and like hard boiled yeah. sister with something to prove. And then <laughs> in the middle, you have Michael Z. Hall, who's like, unlike any other character I've seen in a show. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, did you guys read Darkly Dreaming Dexter, the book it was based on? Mm-mm, I think never. there's a few. He nails it. Isn't that? He's, who's he's the, exactly it's the same guy that wrote. Uh, it's the same guy that wrote uh, Fight Club and uh, Choke, right? Or am I not yeah, thinking I think, the right guy? Is it uh, that I, actor? I, I actually don't I remember. Think so. But the way he writes I, that I character of Dexter, yeah, he pulled it yeah. off perfectly. So fantastic! Good. Yeah, that's I. I said what I needed to on Dexter. Zach, did you have anything you wanted to point out? Um, knowing when to stop is very important. And there's a scene and I can't remember when it is, but it's, I believe it's after spoilers, uh, Rita's death where Dexter is on a boat. Um, I think with the kids and I think they should have just ended it there Yeah. because I don't care that he's a lumberjack. Um, they should, I think that was season four and that's when they should have ended it. Because yeah. the first couple seasons were incredible. I agree. They were very you know, well done. You know who's a standout in that show? Jimmy Smith's baby. Freaking great. Senator Organa. Love him. Oh, yeah. yeah. The fish man. I'm a big... He's what, season three? I think yeah, he so, plays uh, like that. Yeah, he's kind of a kindred it spirit goes, for... He gets I'm a big Smith fan, man. I love Jimmy Smith. It's Smith's. like one, two are great, three kind of sucked, <laughs> and then four is great. 
Yeah, but that's the thing, and and that's the great point is when it when it's good, it is good. It's a good show. When it's good, it's peak television. It is. You know? It's it's some I, of the I best. Some of the best that stuff. you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, so well, great yeah, great call with Dexter. I love and that. Then, I love that uh, pick. Uh, speaking of intros, the Dexter intro. Oh, that theme song is oh, great. amazing. I love. Yeah, I cutting love cutting Dexter up breakfast intro. and all that stuff. Yeah, great. You're flossing. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. yeah. Also, a very a very nice uh, theme music too. It's very very good. Yep. Um, all right, That's Michael. Great. Let's hear let's hear number number ten from you, buddy. Uh, my number ten. Um, it, I had to pick something that was a, a classic sitcom style and you know i've always been a big fan of the older sitcoms like cheers and three's company and different yeah. strokes and all that stuff but uh when i really sat down and thought about it i had to go with fraser for my number 10 and it's kind wow. of it's kind of the only i knew real, it was gonna pop up real sitcom you know classic formatted sitcom that i have but honestly the physical humor the writing just the ridiculousness <sighs> of these high society people that are constantly screwing up and the addition of Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. All I need you can watch it any time of day, any episode. It's incredible. Isn't the intro to Fraser like Kelsey Grammer at like doing comedy or something. And he sings that song to like a club. It's like a live version of that song. Right. I would believe it. I've never actually known. Hey, baby, I hear the music calling. Toss salad <laughs> and scrambled eggs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fantastic theme song. I always I always loved the uh, the banter between the the father and uh, and what's the uh, the other guy? What's what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, but oh, uh, the, David David Hyde Pierce. David, um, yeah, David Hyde Pierce. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Fraser's yeah, brother. Yeah, Niles. Niles. Yeah, he's. I I always loved the way that they communicated to each other. Very funny. Gosh, I love that pick, Mike. I knew it was gonna come up too, because I I remember you talking about Fraser. To, it was so tough because there's so many like that are actually you know like spinoffs and stuff like that, or I guess the original. This is a spinoff, but yeah, I don't know. I think I like it better than Cheers. Definitely better than Wings. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, if, I don't know Wings too much. Yeah, Frasier's probably the only one that I've actually watched a considerable amount of. I've seen Cheers, not too, not too much, but uh, that's a great call. I would, it was down to that or Will and Grace for me. So, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, not that Will yeah, and Grace friends. is a bad show. Yeah, there was like Friends and a few other ones I was really looking at, but yeah, yeah when I really thought about it, like as far as shows that I don't ever have to skip an episode, like even the wedding episodes and stuff, which I usually tend to skip in sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Well done, funny stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. All right, well, uh, let, should we should we jump on to the next one here? Did you guys have anything you wanted to point out? I didn't really watch Frasier, honestly. Uh, isn't yeah. is he a therapist or a psychiatrist or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. a radio psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really watch it. Um, I think Kelsey Grammer's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people who think... do watch that show and like, I don't know. I can definitely see how you could not like that show. It's definitely dry. Oh, it's not and... that I don't like it. I just have never seen it. Oh, yeah. yeah I know I think my dad liked it. For sure. That My main point with it is Frasier is... How do I word this? Frasier is a show that I've never seen. Great, great. Well said. Um, well put, Danny. I, yeah, I was thinking in this <laughs> Thanks, first. Guys. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump in with my number nine, and I also could. Om- I could almost expect a veto from Michael here. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Um, but my my number nine is. Uh, it involves a number one, uh, and so that would be next gen. I'm going next gen for my number nine. I think it it should have been farther up, but. Um, I, I don't have any other Star Trek series that I've actually seen or really watched in depth. I mean, I've seen a little bit of uh, a few of them, but Star Trek Next Generation, I made the commitment to get all the way through it a couple, probably like four or five years ago. And it was one of the it was one of the most fun times I've ever had watching a TV show because as you go through uh, like the philosophical ideas and the large grandiose concepts that they go through, I mean, it is just such a well-made show and viewing this like utopia in future, I mean, not necessarily utopia, but I mean, at least Earth, Earth as a whole is in such a good spot. It's such an entertaining thing to watch these people just fly throughout space and just, oh, they just dominate. And I love the idea of, you know, the Earthlings being the aliens, you know, it's like when you look at the most advanced civilizations that have possibly come up, um, you know, Earth is up there, Vulcan is up there, and then you have like the Romulans and the Klingons and stuff. And I, I just, the whole idea behind next gen is so good i mean star trek in general it's just the whole idea is so good but next generation does such a good job i love every single character i think that uh the captain is the best part but every other character is also amazing shout out to data um brent spiner's fantastic um and now that i'm even talking about it it's like i feel like i should have put it up higher um but yeah star trek next gen is fantastic um so boom i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot the mic i don't have too much to add um I'll let I'll let you guys kind of take over just because I didn't really ever get into any of the Star Trek, not for lack of I don't think that it's not like an amazing show or that it's cool, but um, I just never, never really watched it. So, Mike, you go ahead or Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have Next Gen on my list uh, much, much higher. I figured up, you did. But there's so yeah. many TV shows. Um, yeah, it's an incredible thing. Um, Exactly what you said, just to see Earth in such a good spot and to see us pursuing something other than, you know, war or dealing with problems that we have. And then to take that and just do these little 45-minute morality plays set in space, you know, being like, oh, what if this happened or what if that happened? And just, I don't know, like viewing topics that we're talking about today through that lens is incredible. And then to boot, it's delightfully cheesy cards awesome mm-hmm. um yeah it's just iconic for me yeah it's it's one yeah. of the best it's shows one of the best on tv, TV shows ever in created. my house as long as i can remember whether it was mm-hmm. my dad watching it or me it's yeah, it's an awesome show. And I think the I think the only reason that it, it falls it falls at number nine for me is that it is a little dated. You know what I mean? Like you watch Star Trek Next Gen and it is kind of an older series. And so the the entertainment factor isn't quite as high as some of the others on my list. Um, but when I did watch it, it was just, it, I adored it. And anytime that Next Gen's on, I can jump in and be like, oh, this is a great episode. I love this. Um, and I've been meaning to go through it again. So, um, yeah, anyway, Next Gen, ne- Next Gen is fantastic. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. I don't know if anybody else had anything to say, but I think we can, we can get moving, right? I just do the same bit. Uh, well, <laughs> Next Gen... Uh, <laughs> no, I do. I love, I love Star Trek and, uh, 
you know, big Star Wars fan and, uh, and, and Star Trek. Like, you know, both of those, those uh, galaxies, should I say, or, you know, universes um, are incredible to me. I, I haven't put the time into Next Gen that maybe I would have liked to. Um, I've seen the episode episodes where Data has, like, the evil twin or something like that. Um, I've seen, like, I've just, like, sporadically seen episodes. So... I I enjoy the show. I like it a lot, and I wholeheartedly understand why it would be somebody's favorite if they were to have gotten into it, and they're just an absolute nerd and just <laughs> dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's something that's something funny I'm that kidding, like for for point. mine, you know, it's like it's it's number <laughs> it's number nine, but I could easily argue the case for why it would be my number one. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's a yeah. good show. There's there's a couple shows on my list that it's like I couldn't make the case for it being number one, but that that's definitely one of them. So anyway, next gen's fantastic. Zach, what's your number nine, buddy? Okay, uh, so my number nine, you guys are probably going to be upset at me that it's not higher um it's a show that i think was very uh influential on how television was made and has high rewatchability for me um and it has a lot of heart Uh, it's the office is my number nine um i know it's a lot of higher on other people's uh Mm. lists but for me, number nine was The Office. Um, We're all shaking our I mean, fists you know, and like getting what, angry what else, at Zach you know, right now. Number I know, nine. I, I have a pitchfork out of nowhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, what else can I say? You guys have all seen it and you all love it, as does the, the world. You know, it's such a big show. Um, just for me, the comedy is great, obviously. Um, characters are amazing. I don't know. You, you know what else? What else can I say? I I am sorry that it's not higher. You don't but, have to be sorry. That's fine. Just just, just for move me. it up your list. <laughs> just bump it up. Swap <laughs> it out. <laughs> but can we can we all say that the office is in every single person on this list? Right. Yeah. Mike, it, yeah. Mike and Danny, I know you did. Um, so do we? Do we? We don't have to like veto or anything. Should we just talk office? Really yeah, quick, you give your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, me I and mean, Danny did an entire episode on it. So like I said, it's honestly, it's, I'd rather yeah. just hear what Zach and Mike have to say. Yeah, clearly yeah. influential that it's made it onto all of our top ten. I think that that alone is a testament to how amazing this show is, um, and that it's had such a big impact on society and individually that we can all include it. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's just take turns and talk office for a minute. That's fine. Yeah, the uh, I don't think I've ever seen a show where every single character is so funny. Every single character is funny in their own way, and even that, like the strange outlier people, like Dwight, and just such odd people, seem believable. Like that could be a real place that you could walk into, and every single bit is spot on. I don't know how they did that. Even even through like cast transitions and people leaving and new people showing up, it just had some dips, but it remained pretty funny throughout. Yeah, one of the few shows that I actually like makes me seasons. laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I think that The Office is one of the most rewatchable shows ever on television. So it's incredible, amazing. I Love absolutely it. do too. It's 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 incredible and. Uh, 
I'll reference it again. Actually, not so much in the near future, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's yeah, it, it's just Michael Scott. It's just Michael Scott. Yeah, Paper it's company. Steve Carell. He's funniest, funniest TV character of all time. Maybe the funniest character of all time. So, but yeah, we we just do? did a full what two hour episode. Yeah. Danny and I have, I have definitely like... spread our or talked our thoughts about The Office extensively on the podcast. So um, if anything, if anybody else has anything else to say, but we can just move on to Danny's number. Number nine. Incredible, okay. incredible pick. Yeah. Yeah. Great pick. Yeah. I mean, great, has, great pick, Zach. Everybody I, had to pick. I it. know it was going to be on everyone's list. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. My my number nine is Portlandia. Um, Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. Um, it's just it's just one of my favorite shows. I can't even. I don't know. I guess, you know, I was born in Portland. Um, I've always wanted to just, I don't know. I've always just wanted to be in Portland. And I feel like whenever I watch Portlandia, it's almost this little escape because I'm such a huge trailblazers fan and I just love that area. It's so beautiful and green and, uh, incredible. And so every time I watch it, it's kind of like I live vicariously through the show but also, uh, man, when I started watching it, I did not realize how hilarious Fred Armisen is. And it's very funny. It's like a Tim and Eric type situation where it's just like, it's the kind of humor that not everybody maybe enjoys or gets. It's just like that very, you know, there's a couple episodes with Jeff Goldblum that are just hilarious. And there's moments in the show that just absolutely kill me. Um, and it's also another one, of, it's like The Office or. Uh, you know, a couple other shows maybe that I'll talk about that I can just watch. I can watch it anytime. I can turn it on at any time. Um and just and just love it. So yeah, that's my uh that's my number nine. Great yeah, pick. Portland, I don't have much to say on shows. It. All oh. right. Um, yeah. <laughs> well I, I would say about that ahead. show. Yeah, it was the same thing for me, where I'd seen Fred Armisen on SNL and, you know, all over the place doing cameos in every show forever. Yeah. And I just never found him that funny. And now even going that back funny. and watching the old SNLs, I find him more funny because of that show. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just didn't get what he was doing until I got to watch it for, you know, multiple seasons in a row. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's And not to mention, perfect you know, tongue-in-cheek look at Portland. It's so funny. It, yeah. It is. It cracks me up so it's, much. It's so funny. Because it's, they just it's tap you know, it's an over-the-top version of it, but it's not that far off. It's so funny and just perfectly just the, hipster like the, and the, weird. The, the first episode, uh, when he convinces her to move from L.A. to Portland, and the song is, The Dream of the 90s Are Alive in Portland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like, you can go there and... You, know, you can go there and I, live I like the it. 90s, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So, they yeah. never left. Not Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, all I have to say. I enjoyed the show, too. Um, I thought uh, it was very funny. I haven't uh, stayed recent, and I know it's in its last... Uh, season mm-hmm. right now and I I had actually heard that on NPR just um, it's kind of a bittersweet thing for the people of Portland because it's been so identified around the nation as that's how Portland is like and it's not necessarily true but it's not necessarily false either Yeah, because there are just those aspects 
like the the farm to table, like where was this chicken raised? Um, yeah, what's his name? And they give like a bio on the this chicken. This chicken has friends. Can we is see this? Like we're we're going to be right back. Is... We're going to go visit these chickens. That yeah. is so funny. So, I mean, it's, it is uh, uh, another very influential show. Um, and I think it's cool that it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Definitely. On, the the i the channel the ifc channel i i think that's cool that it's not you know like a big syndicated show but it's still very successful and very funny because mm-hmm. i agree fred armison is hysterical yeah. i love fred armison so and actually speaking, and of, Carrie Brown's speaking team, of theme of songs too i just wanted to get yeah. this that's out before i song. forgot that washed out song i love it it's so good it's probably the only the, television the, theme song that i actually like that listen I actually to. listen to as just it's groovy. It's great. Dude, the intro really makes you want to live in Portland. Like yeah. the, the all the scenery that it shows and everything, you're just like, gosh, that city looks amazing. I love it. I I love it's I think show. it's a good I think it's a good critique on like modern day society too. Like not not even so much as a critique, but just an observation on how yeah. hilarious some people are. You know, because there are people out there that are like that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's there's uh benefits and cons to it to, to all those things. So uh it's super, super hilarious, super funny. Um yeah. yeah. Great pick, great pick. Michael, good. move on yep. with your good. number nine, right? All right, number nine is, uh, yeah, one of the longest-running and most beloved comedies of all time. It is Seinfeld. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Larry David. Yeah, there's really not too mm-hmm. much to say about it. it. I mean, you've seen the show. It kind of speaks for itself. Just Jerry Seinfeld being Jerry Seinfeld. It's awesome. Yeah, very much agreed, man. I I did not include Seinfeld in my list, and uh, I did that only for one reason, because um, there's something else. So, <laughs> um, but I think that <laughs> Seinfeld is freaking hilarious. One of the best shows of all time. There's, I mean, you can't can't overstate how much that uh, how great that should that show is. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. Jerry Seinfeld, hilarious. Uh, I think that George is probably the funniest part of the whole show. And that's because he's playing Larry David. Uh, I think that um, there's something amazing about Kramer, though, and he gets kind of forgotten. He's one of the best physical comedic actors of all time. I mean, the way that he, you know, he walks into a room and does that, like that physical, just like jarring effect that he has when he walks into a room. I mean, it's it's incredible. And uh, yeah, and Elaine is very much hilarious as well. So I think that there's there's so many so many reasons why Seinfeld is one of the the funniest and and best shows of all time. And I think it definitely um, it set a new standard in comedy as far as TV goes, for sure. So I love Seinfeld and I was pretty, I was, I was bummed out that it, it wasn't in my list, but, um, I, I felt okay about it because yeah, but yeah, I I love the way, I don't know, the situational observational bit comedy is incredible, but I love the way that every one of their bits and jokes, I think everybody in the world refers to them by the same name. They have a name for each joke in the show. I mean, mm-hmm. like the man mm-hmm. hands and you know they bring it up in the show all the time or or yeah the junior mint or all those things which is you can say one little phrase and the whole episode comes back to mind it's yeah 
very much a show about nothing. You know, that's what yeah. they set out to do is make a show about nothing. And it's something that it's stuff that we all deal with on a daily basis. Just the little stupid things that irritate you or that you find just seemingly hilarious throughout the day. And they do it so well. I think, you know, it's like if you say the bet, that's an episode that everybody is very, very aware of. It's just one of those one of those classic episodes in TV history. And I think that very few shows have that effect where you can bring up the name of an episode and everybody knows what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So I think that Seinfeld is very impressive in that in that regard. Uh, but gosh, I love great Most picks. impressive. <laughs> Most oh, impressive. Yeah, even but. just talking about the show. Yeah. I mean, I could go for hours just makes you up, want to watch it. Just bringing up yeah. individual bits and recreating. Do a full was, podcast on some, it. I think that was something like three years ago. I uh, I, I went through a lot, of, most of Seinfeld on uh, Hulu. I got a Hulu subscription just to watch it because I knew it was on there. So great. Oh, that yeah. would be me, huh? Unless uh, anybody else wanted to say anything about Seinfeld, but we can. How many times have you and... screamed, "I was in the pool"? <laughs> I was, I in, was the pool. in the pool. <laughs> I swallowed a fly. <laughs> well, what could happen? <laughs> um, okay, oh, this is so. This is one of the ones that I was actually more excited to bring up because I know that this is gonna be this is gonna be a controversial pick, and uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think about it. But I, for my number eight. I'm going with Lost. Oh. I almost put Lost on my list. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I was. I was really close. Were you? It was, okay. That's. I'm glad that you guys kinda, actually considered kinda. it. Kinda. I mean. I know. I know. And let's I wrestled talk with it. about this. Yeah. I wrestled with it for a while, but I think that Lost is one of the best shows to ever hit TV because it was seriously like a cultural phenomenon. I mean, when Lost hit, it was just such a ridiculous premise and everything in it was so weird and none of us knew what was going to happen next that people were literally watching week to week and it was such a it was such a water jug conversation, you know, you go to work and it's like, gosh, did you see what happened on Lost? You know, and it's like, what's going to happen? And everybody yeah. was talking about it and it was so good. And even until the last episode, it was so good all of the way through. Even when they went back in time and did all the weird stuff, it was stayed so entertaining and so well acted. And Mike, Di- Mike Giacchino just kills it with the, the score. I mean, it is absolutely oh, phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, the emotion that goes into it is fantastic. I've never, I mean, it's just, it's such a good show. And here's the thing is that had the ending not been so bad, Lost would be in my top three. You know what I mean? It's like if they yeah. if they would have followed through and made that the ending of the show incredible, it would it would be in my top three because it's it's just fantastic. So I I felt that I had to include it, and I even put it above other other shows that probably are better. But I mean, I when I when I watched Lost for the first time, it was oh man, it, it had oh, me. Man. It wrote me in, and Ooh, I doggy. I just it's one of those shows that you you cannot stop devouring it once you start you're like I just got to watch this entire thing through cuz I need to I need to get this out of my yeah. head because I can't stop thinking about it. So, I think that Lost is one of the one of the, the most well-made shows ever other than the ending. So, boom. What do you think, Zach? Um, I know it was very influential amongst our group of friends and I never really got into it. Um, a roommate of mine in college I very, very specifically remember this. I got back 
from class one day and he had been binge watching uh, Lost and he was really enjoying it. And then he got to the last episode and I heard him from downstairs yell out, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> and I just, I just very, very, very much remember him being highly disappointed by the end. Um, but up to that point, he was very entertained. And I know you guys were all very entertained and taken with it. Um, but I just never, I never really watched it. I remember watching the last episode and I like stepped out of my house and put my hands above my head. Oh, yes. No, but I put my hands above my head and I just took, <laughs> I like took a walk around the block Men in black. complete silence and just thought about it. <laughs> but I think that there's something to that when you have so much expectation from a show and it disappoints you that bad. It's like, and that's a good show, you know? It's like you, The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> Just take it easy, boy. The last Jedi was not that bad, Danny. You need to awful. <laughs> you need to accept that. Yeah, and you need to accept it. We asked you here today because we wanted to talk to you about the last. Jedi. <laughs> this isn't even a TV show <laughs> podcast. You know what? Else are, really, we all though, feel very positive. But real quick, we always feel positive. Yeah. We all feel positive about the last Jedi, and these are the feelings of your true self. You've only just forgotten. No. <laughs> anyway, back okay, to Lost. We should not get into it. Um, Lost. You know what else is a weird thing about Lost is how I don't know if you guys felt this way. Well, those of you who've seen it, but the last season was so good. Just it like, was. It was amazing. They're killing off main characters left and right. Everybody gets a theme from Michael Giacchino. There's just amazing mm-hmm. moments, and you're like, geez, they're just killing everybody off. I know. And it was then, yeah, it was and, amazing. Uh, I honestly think if you just turn it off like 15 minutes before the end and just pretend what you what you want, that last season yeah, might be <laughs> the strongest season. I don't know what the yeah. heck happened. One episode just sucks. It, I think yeah, that that's that the, stinks. That's the trouble is that when you when you realize somebody is making things up as they go and there never was really like. A, over like a, a big plan, you know. Yeah, there's it just, wasn't there's thought so many, out. It wasn't there's planned. so many things that they didn't follow through on, and it's like. Well, but the the deal is, you know, if they sucked you in for the ride and the ride was incredible, can we really complain that much? I mean, I don't know. It, it was it was amazing when it was I going mean, on. Like, Dave, you remember when I watched it? Because I think we were talking all the time for some reason. You remember when I didn't we watch that show together via like Xbox headset? Weren't we watching mm, that? I think we did together? watch some of it together. Yeah. Yeah, I think we watched a bunch of it. Um, dude, it's an incredible show. The only thing is, just there was a middle point in it that just kind of lost me. Like the uh, no when they went back in time, um, was it back in time thing? Seventies. Yeah, it, and we yeah. actually just tried to watch it again, and we got through the first season. Um, and by, by the way, if I could do a full podcast, uh, full podcast on John Locke, I would because I, I think he's yeah. one. Of, I think he's one of the coolest characters ever thought of. Um, when he stands up after the plane plane oh. crash, and he can walk. And that theme builds. I mean, the that's, swell of the music oh in that scene. Oh, I cry. Beautiful. I literally cry when that happens because it's so good. But it just, there's just certain points in it. It like, well, the ending really, you know, it, it, it blew it for me. But uh, there's also just like a midpoint that just kind of gets a little crazy and it makes me hesitant to watch it again because I'm like, ah, I have to get through all that, you know. And then I know the ending's bad too. So I just, I guess I just don't rewatch it as much as. I do other shows, um, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't yeah. capture me, but I, I respect the choice because I love, 
I mean, I love the first season, especially. I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's 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 enough. Lost talk. That's that's love it. Great show. Uh, Zach, number eight. Let's hear it. Uh, my number eight, um, and I just finished it last night. Is Stranger Things. Sarah and I just got through the second season, and like Sarah initially was very hesitant. She's like, "Oh, is it scary? You know, will I like it?" And we got through the first season and she was like, yeah, that was pretty good. And then this second season blew us both away because I was watching it with her. And we were watching it together both for the first time. And the second season, man, um, kept us both on the edge of our seat. It was just so well paced. The acting was excellent. The I just thought the situation and how dark it was and how like hopeless it was at times like. I love that when I can be like nervous in a show and worried about the characters. Have you guys all seen it? Oh yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everybody's okay, seen so it. I would, well, I would, okay. I would avoid spoilers though, just because if somebody's listening to this, I don't, I don't want them to, to get spoiled. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, there was a moment in the last episode regarding, uh, the bat that Steve had and, um, Max that both of us, like I, for a second there, my heart stopped, um, just regarding the bat. Um, and then I, like, I, like the new characters were great. Like Billy, like what a, I need, I need more backstory on Billy. I need more backstory backstory. on that kid because he is, he is out of control. (laughs) He is wild and out of control. And he has a kid. Yes. Serious anger management, like yeah. Well, good and Lord. it's interesting, and and you find out a little bit of the reason of why he is the way he is. And for me, in the field that I work in, um, it's interesting to see that, and it's sad to see it too. Yeah, uh, because it makes so much sense. Um, but yeah, season season two of Stranger Things was phenomenal. I loved it. Like season one was good. It was fun. I really enjoyed it, but season two really like got me into like made me realize how much I really enjoy that show and like mm-hmm. what's what's to come. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, it's a it's a binge worthy TV show. That first yeah. season I watched in I got a through day. The first season really quick. Um, Dave told me about it and I was like, uh, you know, whatever. And I just sat down and watched it and I was hooked real quick and I got through it within oh, a day it's, or two. It's great. I think for me though, the, the second season, uh, there's one episode in particular, I think it's episode seven that really threw me. Uh, and I had trouble getting back on board, uh, because I just didn't really, I got, kind of got scared. I was like, wait, what direction are they going in? Was but it then, the road trip episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was just kind of that episode was just kind of weird, and I just didn't know if they were just going to continue down that road. But then the last few episodes go back to like awesome Stranger what Things. We want. So, yeah. yeah, what we wanted. So uh, I'm really looking forward to season season three, and that's a great call on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that would probably be honestly number two or three on my list if it was. If it was finished, that's the only reason. It's just they might. I don't know. I don't think they'll screw it up, but it's yeah, probably the strongest two opening seasons I've seen in a show in a long time. I don't know. Maybe since maybe since Lost, even. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's an awesome show. It got good, me hooked real quick, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that I didn't include it on mine and that's purely because it is, it is so new and so fresh, um, that the two seasons that I've seen are so high in quality, but there's just not quite enough quantity for me to, I haven't had enough time to chew on it, I guess, for me to say that it's like one of my favorite of all time. But, um, the, the times, the times that I did when I want to watch the first and second season and I rewatched the first season and it is just, it's such a good ride. It's so good. It's so absolutely good. fantastic. And now that you bring it up, I kind of am like, dang, it, yeah, you it, know, it, me too. Me too. A little bit. A couple it years. Made the list this morning. Yeah. I put it on. I replaced it this morning. There was, Attaboy. it wasn't, it was an honorable mention, but I thought about it. And right before the podcast, I was like, you know what? It was so good, and it was such a fun. I ride, did that with a couple things too. So well that yeah. I can't not have mm-hmm. it on there. Like that's going to be an influential TV show for me. I think if I were to we talked about, I think if I were to evaluate my list like a couple of years from now, you would probably find Stranger Things on it over other things. I mean, heck, maybe I'll just <laughs> probably over Entourage. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I also it's it's one of those shows kind of like Westworld to where it's like. I loved the first season of Westworld a lot. Um, I don't know if it's on anybody's list or not, um, but I. But it's so new that I like. I don't. I don't know. Like Stranger Things is so new. That's a good point. It's just like I didn't put it on there. But yeah, uh, maybe in a few years it definitely would be on there. Also, uh, my friends and I just started a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We had our first campaign cool. last week. And uh, now kind of understanding what those kids are doing. So much fun. So much fun. I think um, just to really quickly come in, I think uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, while it might get some kind of like nerdy rap, I think that the ability it affords kids to be creative is amazing. Like Super I think healthy. Such, yeah, exactly. Very healthy for development and um, and just a good – pastime you know it's these it's and adults too a group of friends. yeah i mean it's just it's awesome that you can get together with a group of friends and just have that creative outlet together in a healthy way i think that's an awesome aspect of just human development so i i very much praise uh dungeons and dragons for affording people the opportunity and what what was i just watching there was uh i saw something on youtube about inmates um getting together and doing dungeons and dragons oh that's awesome that's great very it's a great way for them to have uh positive social interaction and practice that social interaction that they were lacking clearly because they're in prison (laughs) a literal dungeon master yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind but, of, yeah. But yeah, right. so I think it's cool that they have that creative outlet. Yeah. No, great. Yeah, I think, yeah, great great call. Uh, Stranger Things, fantastic pick. Um, probably talk to me in a oh, couple years, and it'll be on my list. So, Danny, let's hear it, number eight. Uh, my number eight, I feel like I have a lot of TV shows that maybe not everybody has watched, but maybe you guys have seen this. Uh, my number eight is the show Vikings from the History Channel. Oh, I can't believe you picked that on your on your top ten. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I thought about it, and I named my cat after one of the characters. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Floki. So I felt kind of weird, and that I had to pick it. But you know, this is the type of show that. Um, how do I describe it? 
it's done so well. Um, the the amount of money that was put into it um, is incredible, and like the the live action that you get out of this show because uh, there's certain other shows that are on my list even that you don't get like the battle aspect of it too intense. Like things don't get really into the nitty gritty and this show takes it to a place to where you see that. And also it explores an idea of Vikings that you just never really thought about. I think the character Ragnar Lothbrook is so amazing. Um, Travis Fimmel, the actor, I think is great. His son Bjorn in it is awesome. I don't know. It's just one of those shows that, uh, I keep going back to it because I just love it. And it hooks me so much. Even though I will say, uh, the latest season that I've been watching is starting to steer me away a little bit. Um, the quality is getting a little weird. But I would say the first like four seasons, for sure, have been incredible. And I couldn't, I couldn't make a list without including it. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. It's just so good to me. So, Mike, have you seen Vikings? I have not. Um... Yeah, I've been told to watch it by several people, but I, just, I have not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I find I I really like Vikings. Yeah, I trust you guys. I really like Vikings. So. I went through the first couple seasons, and there's something about like you know like Norse mythology that is that is so good, and I really really enjoy that show. Um, I I kind of lost interest, I guess, a little bit later. But the first two seasons, I I was way on board with. I think that the episode when they were gonna sacrifice the priest, and then some other guy volunteers to do it, like uh, I don't know, there was there was just something to that that I was like, oh my gosh, like it's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy that that happens. And there's I've said this before, and I'll say it again, like the extreme experiences of humanity are so fascinating, and so that like looking historically at what Vikings actually were like and how they lived and and what their society was like on on an everyday basis it's so fascinating so fascinating and that do, and that show does a it's, very good job it does a very very yeah good job and they like it. travel to like paris and stuff and it shows you kind of like what that was looking like back then and it shows and when they're invading england in it i know and it's like it's they, just, and the people that you know it's like when they go into that uh they go into the island where the monks live and they are just so not equipped to defend themselves against the Vikings. And oh, it's I like, know. what do you do? There is nothing I can do. There is absolutely nothing I can do about these just gargantuan human beings that are just coming through and pillaging and slaughtering us. And, and just killing just, everybody. And, and showing no remorse either. It's like there's nothing yep. you can't appeal to their better senses because they view you as a lesser human being. It's just it's crazy. So I, I love that pick, Danny. Good call. Good call. Also, I want to point out something funny. Uh, Gustav Skarsgård, who plays Floki, there are so many Skarsgård brothers. Three like Bill Skarsgård, the dude from uh, from It. It. Uh, yeah, they're, they're brothers. And then the one dude who just, I think he just won a Golden Globe. Uh, the guy from it's, True Blood. He's the yeah. tall blonde. The big little eyes. Yeah. 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 Or not, or it's like how many of these brothers well, are there? <laughs> there's the dad. There's uh, Peter. Is it? Some, yeah, Sven. he's in movies. <laughs> Sven Skarsgård, Nordic. The Skarsgård is in Thor. He's the scientist. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. He was also in Goodwill Hunting. I should he's know that guy's name. It's yeah. so weird. It's just yeah. like, gosh. I mean, you're all just great actors. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hi, I'm Ted Skarsgård. I'm the dentist. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah they, it's like the Gleasons, like the Dom Hall and Brendan. I figured that was a very mm-hmm. common name. Yeah, last name. <laughs> from where they were. Yeah. It's Did you look it up? Or are they sure. all actually related? No, I, I, yeah, they are. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. They are. All right, let's hear, it. let's hear your number eight, though. That's a great pick, Danny. Michael, number eight. Uh, we can actually just skip ahead. Uh, my number eight was The Office. Great. Nice. Great call. Wow, Good. little... A little farther back here, guys, huh? Little Thank you, early. <laughs> Pitchforks. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> all of a sudden, you see me leave the picture, and then all of a sudden, I'm pounding on his door. <laughs> <Up in mics. laughs> you walk in. Oh, right. If I was going, if I was going just on me. rewatchability, it would be much higher on the list. But yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm just messing. I understand. Um, okay, well, that so that brings me to what number seven are we at? Yeah. Um, okay, so this is this was kind of a pick that um, this doesn't it definitely doesn't apply to me uh, even in the past like four or five years. Um, but it's it's a show that came into my life and uh, it really influenced um, a lot a lot of my uh, humor and uh, a lot of the quoting I had and the group of friends. All of us have watched the show and uh, quoted a lot. So I'm I'm going with Family Guy. Uh, nice. I definitely okay. Family Guy is one yeah. of those one of the shows that uh, when it when it came in it was kind of a more um, a little more inappropriate uh, comedy and a little a very inappropriate uh, cartoon I'd say just kind of The Simpsons times three or four you know it's it's just uh, definitely it's just takes Simpsons to the next level and uh, I think that um, I, I it's just one of my favorite shows and I've never had more enjoyment out of a cartoon. Uh, other than another one, but um, I, I really enjoy I really enjoy Family Guy, and I've seen quite a few of the seasons multiple times through. Uh, the Family Guy Star Wars episodes are a couple of my favorite things ever. Oh, Blue Harvest, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. so I, you know, I don't think that I, I don't think that uh, there's there's many shows that have given me more enjoyment. And Seth MacFarlane is just an absolute genius. Um, genius. Even even some of his other work, although he's kind of kind of petered off a little bit lately. Um, I think I think it. it at the current, at the at the time that, that Family Guy team. came about, it was just it's fantastic. Absolutely, it doesn't get better than Family Guy. So, um, yeah, there you go. The very good show. Um, I know it was very influential for all of us in this group. We all were very into it, and like you said, the Star Wars episodes are phenomenal. Um, I haven't watched later seasons, but um, I've always enjoyed. You know, I've always thought there'll be at least one bit in every single episode that will make me laugh out loud, hands mm-hmm. down. I, mm-hmm. I feel very confident in knowing that. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, I will always enjoy Family Guy. Very funny. Um, yeah, it, it made my list as well. Uh, oh, nice. A tiny bit Great. higher up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 um, but uh, it... <laughs> <laughs> it uh it's incredible and it you know i think the reason why it's on both of our lists dave is it kind of defined our uh, a, a little portion of our childhood um we watched it a lot we owned the first four seasons or five seasons uh mm-hmm. we'd get it every single year for christmas one of them probably so uh we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time watching all these episodes and they are so hilarious and you're yeah you're correct i mean it's just like simpsons uh, amped up, you know, it's just the, yeah. just the yeah. better Simpsons to me, at least. I know a lot of people love the Simpsons, so 
Um, I, I'm a big fan of The Simpsons too, so I, I'm yeah. not to not to the detriment of The Simpsons at all. But Family Guy is just it. It, it, it hit at yeah. that particular time in my life where if if a cartoon was going to be applicable, it was Family Guy for me. Um, it's Family Guy, yeah, and it's so, just so funny, man. And, that's and then such all a the good, musical numbers too. I know, yeah, and it's he just he just appeals to my particular brand of comedy, and and you mm. know just my particular um, what what I find pleasing in a TV show, the music. Musical numbers, the comedy, the references. I mean, he just, it's Seth MacFarlane seems like a guy that if I were to sit down, him and I would have a fun conversation because we enjoy the same things. You know what I mean? He seems he's like very, a good person. He's yeah. very much a guy that his, his sense of humor is just spot on. And I appreciate what you said, Zach, because yeah, even now I haven't really watched the last like five or six seasons, whatever they're, you know, whatever they're on yeah. now. I haven't seen a lot of them, but if I did watch it, there's something that I would laugh out loud at every time. You know, um, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, did you have anything you wanted to add to family guy? Uh, yeah, not too much. I, I really, really enjoy that show. Um, yeah, same. I think it's, I don't know if have you guys all kept up with it. Is it they're, they're still going, no, right? No, I haven't. And not so yeah, much. I haven't no either, but uh, whenever it's on, like it'll come out at work or something and just like the subtitles on, it's hilarious. Like the cutaways are still funny. I love <laughs> whenever they describe the cutaway they're going to do, like I find myself laughing before they even show it. It's perfect. Um, like the time I, I blah, 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 and you're like, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, and then they head. flash back to it. And that's um, such a good excuse to do any bit that you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the time that I did this, and then it's like an E.T. reference or something, and you're like, gosh, that I love that. Yeah, I just could really could go for that. Or something like the chicken fight. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, it's know. like it just goes into the most the ridiculous fight. things. It's like, like it's six just... minutes long. Just the <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the yeah, best also, scenes ever. A, also, his ability to do pop culture references as well is insanity. Yeah. There's yes, so many references. jokes that just dope fall, references, like they fall you know. flat for me. And I'm like, I got to look up who that person is because I have no idea what you're referencing right now. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Just no, straight it, over my head. Having, having it be a. a uh, having it be a cartoon kind of gives him full reign to do whatever he wants. So much and, freedom. And that's crazy. You know, it's not like Portlandia where it's just like, we can only go so far. It's like having it, mm-hmm. it's a cartoon so that you can do absolutely anything, uh, obviously within the guidelines of what can be shown on television. But yeah. uh, And well, even think, then, they've pushed the boundaries on that. And I think... Know? I think that that's why a lot of those cartoons, and I'm, I'm not going to name any of the others because I don't know who, who's picked what here, but uh, I think that that's why they are so successful is because in a cartoon you literally can do anything you want. If you want to go mm-hmm. to the surface of Pluto and do a bit up there, whatever, you can dr- definitely do that. Whereas you know a live-action film series or live-action comedy show, you just can't do that because it would it's, it costs money to try to make the set and like all that all mm-hmm. that stuff. So cartoons are just cartoons are just they have such an open canvas to do whatever they want. So fantastic. Um, but that's yeah, that's Family Guy. I think we all we all love it and it speaks for itself. So um, yeah, Zach, let's hear your number seven here, buddy. Uh, my number seven. Um, I've really gotten into it the past few years, and it doesn't have an end because every episode is a new show it's uh black mirror um i love the dark aspect of technology and where we could be headed and there are some that have made me think so deeply like uh i know i was talking with um you dave about when you and danny did your top five and i actually 
I actually agreed more with Danny on some of my top five episodes, like White Christmas is amazing, like, oh my gosh, just breathtaking and scary, it's terrifying, Mm -hmm. Um, and the entire history of you is incredible, Oh yeah, and just the thought of being able to relive your, um, or to review your memories like that. Yeah. And then, uh, the, the, the million hits or a million views or whatever, five million merits, whatever that's called. Yeah. Yeah, Merits. That's amazing. And yeah, I mean, the writing is just so well done. And this new season has been really good too. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, SS Callister. Yeah. There's your Star Trek reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just the dark, dark aspect of technology is very intriguing to me. Danny, so did, I very much enjoy the new, the show. Yeah. Um, Danny, did did that make your list? No, no, it didn't. But I, it's on. I I I toyed with it quite a bit because mm-hmm. it was on the honorable mentions. Yeah. Mike, have you seen? Have you kept up with the Black Mirror? Yeah. Really good. Um. Yeah. Another one. I, there should almost be a whole other top ten list of like current running TV shows because I'm just like <laughs> when I get to honorable mention, like, better be like, and better. Be like here's a, ten other shows that would be on my number one slot. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I almost didn't continue it after that first episode. I literally was watching that last scene and I thought to myself, but do I really like want this image in my brain? Like, do I do mm-hmm. I even want to sit through it? So I almost stopped right there, and somebody told me to keep going, and so I went and watched, uh, I think it was Entire History of You, the one with the little memory device. Uh-huh. Man, if anything's going to convince you to continue. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's the that one. Episode. I mean, that's there's, the there's one. There's a lot that are just incredible, but yeah, I was a big Twilight Zone fan growing up anyway, so um, yeah, to yeah. see that somebody like picking up that torch and and making it even better. Just more interesting. Mm-hmm. Another, and it's another thing like Star Trek, which is this little, like, raise a moral question and then deal with it over an hour, you know? And yeah, yeah, it's a great. Um, you know, I uh, and Danny and I kind of voiced all of our thoughts on this on a previous episode, so I don't mm-hmm. want to beat a dead horse here. Um, but I, I didn't make my list, and um, it definitely was one that I I was like, should I include this because it is one of the best shows ever? And the only reason that I didn't include it is because there are some episodes that are so freaking good, but then there's you know a large portion of the episodes that are just kind of like, they're fine to me. You know, if every episode was USS Callister and white Christmas quality, then yeah, it's my number three. But I mean, it's just, there's, there's a whole plethora of episodes that are like, they're fine. You know, they're good. Um, but I think that, I think that, yeah, but I think that, I think it is an amazing show. And I mean, how do you create that quality for all of those episodes? Um, but I, yeah, black mirror is, freaking fantastic i i love black mirror and uh you know i yeah i don't know if it would i don't know if it would ever make my top 10 just because there's there's so many shows that i do enjoy um but i mean it's it's incredible one of the best ever so i love Um, that pick i i love how and dave and i watched the last two episodes of this new season together um but i was talking with dave and i love the ability that this show has to make you 
feel uncomfortable and not know what's going on for so long into the episode, almost until the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On some of them, you're the just twists. like, what the heck is going on the entire time? And then it the makes writing. some sense at the end. So when a show has that ability to keep me guessing for that long into any given episode. Uh, yeah, you, you can't you can't guess. It's not like you go to a movie and you're like, yeah, he's going to be the bad guy. And then he ends up being the bad guy. And you're like, called it. Nailed it. Like mm-hmm. Black Mirror right. is always just like. You you don't even have enough information to guess where it's going to go often. Right. You know, you're just right. like, I don't really get what's going on. And then it comes like full spectrum and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You yeah. know, well, it, the Charlie... baby was the killer, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Gerbil saw it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just mind Charlie Brooker said it was. Uh... Those people. Oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Well, Charlie, Charlie Brooker, I have the quote right here from the Black Mirror podcast. He says the uh, the area between delight and discomfort, that's where Black Mirror is set. And that's yeah. so true because it is so delightful and also so uncomfortable at, at times. So, yeah. And, you know, it's very opens itself up to the possibilities. One thing that I mean, we didn't really bring this up on the last podcast. is What do you guys think about all of them being within the same universe? You know, like it all being one continuous storyline. I kind of hate that i hate that they're all tied together with Mm. that last episode that was kind of the question because he had all of those artifacts at that museum and that was not an idea that i had really thought because i kind of like the idea of it all being kind of independent of itself me too because that's sort of together i mean yeah so long as it doesn't ruin the integrity of each individual episode you know, as long as this desire to make it all in the same universe doesn't start affecting the quality of the show, then I guess I have no problem with it. Yeah. But then having a yeah, little fun. Yeah, call. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Little ditty. They, they seem so far apart. Some of the stories are so far apart from each other. That's Yeah. Especially like 15 million merits compared to like, I don't know, like USS Callister or something like that. Like, it's just kind of like, I don't know how that's shared. Yeah, but anyway, well, they they've surprised me before. Those guys, their ability to conceptualize stories that are that different from any archetype I've ever heard. I mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love yeah. to meet those writers. Very say mm-hmm. good job. Love that writer. Love that writer. Absolutely. Pick that brain. All right, Danny. All right. Let's hear number. Uh, are we, number oh seven, boy! Right? Oh, here goes Danny with another show nobody knows. Oh. <laughs> 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 Uh, I'll show you guys an image the from it. Here. BBC hit. Full Metal, oh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is uh, my number seven. Um, and it's. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, uh, David. <laughs> I, I, love love to David. I love Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! Uh, it's just. Um, <laughs> it, it's it, well. I actually was looking up top TV shows on IMDb the other day, and I saw that it ranked at twenty three, uh, which is pretty awesome. That this show is that far up in all time TV number. shows. Uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but coincidence. Uh, the late night. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 the deceased oh, the Michael Carey Jordan. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. That was a weird sound. Um, 
Okay, so this show is incredible to me, and the structure that I, you know, the one thing I love about it is the structure. It's five seasons long, and it has a beginning, and it has an end, and it has a proper setup throughout the entire thing. Every episode knows what it's doing, and then when, like, the culmination of everything and when it finishes is the best reward you can get out of television. It is the, you know, uh, the premise is to get their, their mom back. Edward and Alphonse Elric, little kids, try alchemy, and uh, they want to, you know, bring their mom back to life. And it screws up. Everything goes wrong, and uh, uh, Alphonse's body ends up. Edward ends up like transferring it to a big suit of armor. So it's just like a hollow piece of armor, but it's his brother. And the whole premise of the show is they're trying to get Alphonse's body back. Um, there's a bunch of to evil in this world. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's incredible, man. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I've, th- I've seen it three times all the way through and it never, it never ceases to amaze me. It's just incredible. And if I never would have gotten into the world of anime television shows, which I'd love to just thank my girlfriend, Leanna Preston for getting me into that because it's just changed it's changed my whole world. Um, obviously, there's another show that I got into on my own that is that I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but I never really wanted to push the boundaries with anime shows. I never thought I would picture myself liking, I don't know, uh, Full Metal Alchemist or Hunter x Hunter or, uh, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z. You know, like growing up and seeing these things, I was like, eh, it's kind of for the nerds. And then, I don't know. A show like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood comes along and you watch it and it just changes your idea of what all that is. You know, it's just, it's such a good story, a heart-wrenching story, and I, I love it. So, you want to keep going? or <laughs> Mike, you've seen it, right? Yeah, I'm the same. I'm right there with you, man. Like, people... Is rag, it on your list? People rag on animes. It almost was. Um, there's actually a few awesome. animes that almost made my list, but I'll have to be honorable mentions. Actually, I was actually listening to Full Metal Alchemist soundtrack. Um, oh, some so of the good. string lines are incredible. Incredible. Uh, just last night. And um, yeah, anime gets a bad rap, and people are like, oh, it's weird, or it's kid stuff, or it's mm-hmm. too out there for me. And it's like, uh, they just sat down and watched them. They're like kind of the original adult cartoon. But Full Metal yeah. Alchemist in, in particular. Oh man, there's a, there's a few scenes, just the, that opening scene where they try to bring their mom back, and mm-hmm. they you know it exacts that penance, and these like two little you know thirteen year old, twelve year old boys just getting their limbs ripped off and just having their I lives know. destroyed. Um, incredible, but yeah, I think he said it really well. It's just it's well formulated. Start, and I love how the evil. I love how the evil is like greed and lust, and like I love like the names of all you know envy. Like those are the names of the bad guys, and it just represents such a cool. It's such a cool idea, you know. And also with alchemy, they can just do anything. Like it's so sick. Just put your hands together, and you can make a spear out of water, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or anything. Like it's a, such a cool idea. So, um, and yeah, the score is. Beautiful. Yeah, one of the best anime scores I've ever heard. If not mm-hmm. the best anime score out there, I don't know. 
Let's get coffee sometime, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a... And there's, I wish we could, you know, actually. I started Full Metal Alchemist, and I really enjoyed it. There's just not a good way to watch it. Like, yes. I didn't catch it when it was on Netflix, if it ever was. And it's, it's all on Netflix now. All, all of us. Is it now? Is on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, That's okay. Because awesome. I was I watching they were missing the last season. Last time I tried to watch, they it. were, and they they just put the last season on there. It says oh, new okay. episodes on there now. Yeah, I ran into the same problem where I was like going on to these weird websites, and you're kind of afraid you're going to get a virus on your computer because there's all these yeah. Japanese pop-ups everywhere. I'm just, yeah, I almost gave up. But on you it. already I'm have really a glad. virus. I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> I have way too <laughs> many viruses on my computer. I did my computer, but I'm really happy I see those episodes. Um. Yeah, I watched. I watched a little bit of it, and I really enjoyed it. It just became such a pain in the butt to actually get it to to watch an episode, and like they would just yeah. So anyway, that's a great pick, though. I mean, I'm now that I know that that is in that high of esteem to both of you guys, then I need to I need to get on that one. Um, but let's let's move on. Mikey, hit us with your and we're still on yeah number seven. How can I All forget right. how many times which number we're on? Number seven. Um. It's kind of in the realm for me of like, you know, I love Star Wars, so anything Star Wars is going to be on my list. And so my number seven is uh, Avatar The Legend of Korra. Oh! Another, you know, American anime. Not what anime. I you to say. I know. And what are you talking I, about? I, you said <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, you were talking about oh, no, Star just saying, Wars, like, and I thought you were going to say Clone know. Wars. <laughs> I fell in love with Avatar The Last Airbender, and I just wanted more of that world. And so when they gave me Legend of Korra, I was blown away and yeah it's kind of one of those things it's like give me anything avatar related and i'm gonna love it and and i had some problems with like the last two seasons but i really don't care i just love that world i wish i I wish i was a bender yeah um are you bringing a bad boy I want to clarify, yeah. though. Are you bringing up Legend of Korra, or are you bringing up Avatar Last Airbender? Korra. You... My number seven is Avatar Legend of Korra, but Last Airbender is on my list. Okay, so you're differentiating. Ooh. I just wanted to make sure that we're, uh, that we're on the same page. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, actually, I loved, I loved this edition. I was really on the fence the first few times I watched it, and I was like, oh, no, it's, they have cars. But at the end, I ended up loving it. I thought Bolin was possibly funnier than Sokka. I thought Korra was incredible. And if you haven't seen uh, any of the Avatar stuff, just their version of, of magic, I guess. Kung Fu magic, whatever you want to call that. Um, they call it bending in the show. Is It's one of those things, it's like, I had a choice between being a Jedi or being like a bender of some kind. I'm, yeah, I would have to think about it. That's tough. I know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, I'm just um, I'm a big nerd about that stuff, and I love it. Yeah. You know, it sucks because I actually haven't taken the time to finish Legend of Korra. I watched the entire first season and I loved it. And I never really returned to it um, because it really it really wasn't even close to as good as Last Airbender for me. And I'm I mean I I'm sorry you know it just it just didn't strike me as as quite as interesting. Um, I think that 
part of it was that the only reason I was super on board with it is because I saw those flashbacks of Aang when he's older and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, like you just like lose your mind over it. Um, but I don't know. May, I, I need to revisit it. And it's been it's something that I've needed to do for a long time because I did really like it. It's just I kind of, uh, yeah, I just kind of fell off. Um, with those a little bit, so yeah, I uh, but I, I did really enjoy it from from what I've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it loses Zach focus at a couple times, it. but it does. <laughs> nope, I don't know. In a in a way, it kind of. I mean, as as well formed like as well planned out as Avatar: The Last Airbender was, you still get some information about yeah what actually happened after that show ended. You don't you don't get like it's not as as structured as Last Airbender and obviously we're gonna I'm we're gonna have that conversation. Yeah, um we will. but uh Korra I my thoughts on Korra are I think the first season what I've always thought is that the first th- season should have just been divided into three seasons. Because I think the bad guy um that you have in Amand and how he can take away people's bending I think that idea was solid gold. Um, and I think maybe they just weren't sure if they were going to get any more seasons or something like that. Um, and they just decided to end him at the, at the end of the first season because I thought he was incredible. Um, and then as you go on, it just kind of seems like every single season has its own bad guy and its own ending. And it's like every single one is just its own thing. Um, and obviously, uh, Korra is different than um, Aang in that way. So, uh, I yeah, I I like Korra though a lot, and I'm I'm so happy that you brought that up. I think that's great. Yeah, again, I don't know. I don't even know if it's I don't even know if it's one of my top ten favorite TV shows to be honest. But I love it, and I will watch it over and over and over again. So, <laughs> for just having me hooked. I'll put it on there. <laughs> it would feel it would feel wrong I'm not sorry. to. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to put do it on. I held up. Really oh man, Danny, you got me so <laughs> good. I, can't I held up a note that said "Help me" because I thought it was so oh, funny. Gosh, we all thought it was that... funny. Oh, that's great. That's I just great. Mike, to make I love Dave it. laugh. Uh, yeah, you yeah. got me. He knows he will. All right, jumping in with number six, I am going to go kind of along the same uh, line of Michael's Seinfeld, and this is the only reason that I didn't choose Seinfeld in my list, because I wanted to shout out Larry David in a different way, and so I, so I chose Curb Your Enthusiasm as my number six. I mean, I... I don't know, you guys. Uh, it, Curb is still going on. That's one of the ones that I chose that is still an ongoing show, but who knows if we'll ever get another season. Um, but the, there's, there's nothing better uh, than Larry David uh, turning around and saying, let me ask you something. I, I mean, it's just there's his comedy and the way that he delivers okay. stuff. Okay. 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 And that look that he gives, I mean, I – it's it's amazing that Seinfeld didn't include Larry David. You know what I mean? Like because he as a human being is one of the funniest characters I have ever seen in my entire life. And 
curb your enthusiasm brings this kind of like rich guy problems to to the forefront of everybody's mind and i think that that's a big i think that's a big reason why it's so successful is because you see a lot of a lot of people try to play the everyday guy you know it's like if you were to see uh brad pitt trying to play my life or something it's like it's not really that applicable like nobody can picture brad pitt living my life um and larry david just plays his life in front of us and that's why it's so funny is because he's just being himself and actually going through the monotony of his day and the stuff that he deals with and it's hysterical and i mean he's such a cynical and horrible human being a lot of the time that but it also yeah. he brings out the things that you actually do think on a daily basis you know when somebody doesn't hold the door for you, you just or don't something want to admit it yeah exactly or you have enough social graces to not act on it like he does i know i know exactly so um i don't i don't know i i could say so much about curb your enthusiasm it's the, another thing that's great about curb is that every single episode is just as good as the others i mean i i feel like if you turned on an episode from the second season it's the same quality and looks the exact same that the you know eighth season does it's it just all it it just seems seamless um, it doesn't really improve in quality that much. It's just stayed the same level of good for a long time. Uh, also, I mean, there is like JB Smoove, uh, the addition of Leon in the later seasons. I mean, oh man, when him and Larry find it's their funny. sweet spot, oh my gosh, the comedy yeah. just gets unreal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Best Kirby Enthusiasm is way up there for me. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'll let Zach talk cause I know that he's probably chomping at the bit here. Uh, well, so curb i wrestled really hard with that it's not in my top 10 um, but i know i know i wrestled with it really hard because i wanted to include it because i do love it and i've watched it i've watched every episode and i love them and like you said the leon larry stuff is really funny um and i do another aspect is the realism aspect i mean he's just it's just a dude living um and it's just his issues day to day. And you think of things in your daily life, like waiting behind someone who decides to write a check. Like that could be a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry would bring it up with them. Like, why, why are you still writing checks? You know, really stuff like that. Really? So write a check. Do you know what year it is? Yeah. So, I mean, it's very applicable to uh, daily life and, um, I really enjoy it, and I'm sad it's not in my top ten because I do love this show so much. But yeah, Curb is Curb is amazing, un, unprecedented level of comedy, really, in my life. As soon as I, I think it took me a minute to like jump on board with what Larry David is doing. But once you get to know him and you get to know some of the characters, I mean, gosh, it just gets. It's just. And- Oh, it's freaking amazing! Like, like Mar, like Funkhauser. Funkhauser is the best when he's like, uh, he's like, Larry, you're my best friend, and Larry's like, really? I'm your best friend? You know, just like the, those moments. You know, it's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I still can't believe how. I don't know how many times is he able to pull that off? It's like Seinfeld is a look at his own life already with like George playing him is what he said is that the character George is based completely off Larry David and then you see him in Curb Your Enthusiasm and you're like oh I could totally see how Seinfeld was written by you but even that's a fake version of his life but I don't know it's how many successful TV shows can one guy have that are based on his own life (laughs) it's insane to me yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So totally. much situational humor. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. finds the comedy in a lot of situations. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. pretty yeah, you cool. get the feeling like if you if you were walking around in L.A. and you saw him walking around, if you just maybe followed him from a distance, you would just see an episode of Curb. Just feels that. Yeah, kind of, exactly. Yeah. yeah, his his everyday yeah. life is very much like that. Danny, how how good are you on Curb? Do you, do you have you seen uh, much of I it? I watched recently, actually, just because I've, I keep hearing so much about it, and I've heard you talk about it. I watched like the first three episodes or four episodes. Um, I mean, I think it's funny, and ma- I need to give it more of a chance and watch more of it. Uh, I just kind of got annoyed <laughs> at all the yelling and stuff, and I was just like, "All right, well, it's it's funny. Like, I understand the humor, and it's it's hilarious, but I just." Uh, I wasn't. I didn't want to sit around and continue just listening to a whiny dude for a while. I mean, just in in the mood that that night, I was just like, I don't want to continue to listen to this. I wanted to watch something a little bit more serious, and it's not really the type of comedy that uh, um, really draws me in. If there, you know, like The Office has like a really great story to it and stuff like that. It's kind of. Uh, I just didn't want to continue watching it, <laughs> and I tried the other night. So I don't know. It's not that I don't like it. I, I'm sure it's hilarious, and I kind of understand what it's about, but I just didn't. I'm not that it's into dry. it. It's dry. Yeah. It's pretty dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I would say that you need to stick it out because it it is so good. Once you, I and I know that you would really like it. Um, so I would, I would give it another shot, but yeah, anyway, we all, you know, three of us love curb and it's, it's the and best. I, so I, uh, who's, I, I would say, you know, 13 million regular viewers disagree with you, Danny. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Here we go again. Uh, yeah. Ryan Johnson. No, I was told to play in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was told by the director I need to lighten the mood. I saw saw a review online. I am not a fan. I'm not um, a fan. <laughs> Zach, Zach, hit us with your number with your number six. That's enough curb talk. Good, good stuff. Uh, so my number six is um, another show that's not even close to being done. I don't think. Um, but the first season just drew me in so hard and. I'm kind of a sucker for westerns, so uh, Westworld nice. made, made my top ten at number six. I'm very, very much loving it. Um, acting is phenomenal. I think, like, you know, what a story. What a cool story. I'm just very much enjoying it. Uh, the effects, just the situations we're getting into. And now at the end of the first season, you know, it's kind of – who knows what could happen? I'm very excited and anticipating season two, probably more so than many other shows. Just the next season, I'm very much anticipating, and I've been anxiously waiting for something just other than that one Comic Con trailer from months ago. Like I, I really, am I don't even think I saw that. that happen. There's a second trailer and it looks oh, incredible. Oh yeah, the one with her. With, she's riding the horse with a gun drawn. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're playing a. That could be Sinatra, any scene. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, with the, <laughs> with the horses and the and the wild west. Oh, yeah. with the western and the and the hat, the cowboy hats and the horses. 
Spurs. Yeah, you know, well, and, and it's it's when Gene Hackman just, forces just, Russell Crowe to go out there with the pistol and and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, that's a number good six, movie. Westworld. Uh, and Kurt Russell goes out super. into the river. No, yeah, yeah. I think you're mixing up Quick and the Dead and uh, and Tombstone <laughs> there <laughs> and Westworld. <laughs> so yeah, uh, super excited for the next season. Can't wait to see what happens. Um, Man in Black, the the end of that new trailer, just that smile on his face. He finally got what he wanted. Totally. I, I love it. It's it's such. I'm happy that you put it on your list because, uh, and it's, the, com- the music, the composer. Oh, so good! And taking those like the modern kind of like, or like classic yeah. songs and then making them into like a western theme, playing them on the piano. It's so sweet. Oh man, the paint it black was so good, man. That that killed me. Actually, my buddy Brendan was telling me that. I haven't looked into this myself, but he's he's a huge Radiohead fan, and there's all those Radiohead songs that are played on that piano. There's a couple, yeah. And apparently, he was just watching these scenes that they were playing under, and then kind of you know knew the lyrics to the songs. Who's kind of hearing the lyrics in his head, and apparently, the songs that they choose on the piano, the lyrics in the songs that even though they're not there, like kind of match up with what's going on plot wise. Which I haven't, oh, I haven't checked into it. But I know that makes sense. Fake. Fake plastic trees is the scene when Maud or whatever her name is is talking to what's his name James James Martin X Men guy <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Marsden yeah. Dude I love I love Westworld and the ending of the first season I was just so happy with how everything went Yeah it's just it's it so good, good. it's so yeah. good it really is such a new yeah. Because, you know, Game of Thrones, I mean, I, I don't want to talk much about it, but right now, because I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, uh, uh, you know, HBO is kind of, Game of Thrones may be coming to an end sometime soon, you know, in the next few years, blah, blah, blah. So having that come out right now just gives you so much hope for HBO television series. You're Continued just like, oh, we got a new TV thing now. Programming. You know, yeah. I love it. I agree. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to add to the Westworld conversation. I do love that show. One of the best new shows to come out. And I exactly what you said, Danny. I think that we've all been anticipating something on the level of Game of Thrones coming out. Um, and I think that the twists at the end of that first season, that, that, that is some of the best. I mean, that's along the lines of like the sixth sense. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know, and avoiding spoilers on it. But I mean, there was a big one that happened in like the second to last episode that just like melted my brain. I was just like, oh, what just happened? I can't even uh, believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta rethink every scene you've seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this exactly. And I've, I've wanted to rewatch it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Good rewatchability too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Probably, I couldn't believe I it wasn't the butter. the best new show on television for sure. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah. Exactly. I love the West yeah. Wing. It's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I think Martin Sheen does a great job as the president. Rob Lowe. Uh, uh, I yeah. love it. I love it. We can um, we can skip mine. Uh, Family Guy was my number six. So. Number six. Okay. Yep. Great. So okay. Great. love it. Great yeah. show. Great show. All right. This is going to sound like a broken record, but this is where it fell. Uh, my number six is actually Avatar The Last Airbender. 
which I think more of you would agree with is, I don't know, a masterpiece void. of a uh, question. Yeah, we can, we can void it. Yeah. It, I use my void. It's incredible. <laughs> You're voiding? I you use know? my void. That's yeah. good. I would love for you to actually introduce this because I don't really know what to say about the show. If we, oh, I mean, good. if we can, we still do that. Is that okay with you? No, Dave? no, ter- terrific, yeah. Danny. Yeah, I love that you used it. Um, good use of veto. That's actually twice in a row. Anyway, great. Let's. Uh, we'll we'll skip my number five because Avatar: Last Airbender is my number five. So, nice. void, void, <laughs> void, veto, veto, veto. Danny is so just back to me clicking already? X repeatedly. Yep. Yes, we're yeah. back to use Holy X. Cow. Next round of voting. Uh, Whoa! Okay. Oh my gosh! So. My number five um, is yet another show that's not uh, done, but the seasons are different from season to season. It's uh, True Detective, and I would argue that Hmm. the first season of True Detective is quite possibly uh, perfect to me. Mm -hmm. I think it was an excellent story. The acting was out of this world. Um, It was so dark. So dark. Um, so dark. And the suspense that they keep you in and just the how tense all of the situations are and the character development. I mean, I just loved the first season of True Detective. And I'm pretty excited for uh, the third season. They have that guy from um, Moonlight and uh, yeah. House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's oh, going to take um, place in the Ozarks, um, which is just a sidebar. The television show Ozark with Jason Bateman, I loved that as well. But yeah, that's I really won't cool. get into that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, True Detective, the first season to me, that first season was probably one of my favorite uh, series on television. I mean it's really hard to beat it. And the reason it's not higher up is because the second season wasn't stellar. Yeah. Um, it just kind of fell through. It's just that the yeah. second season was just so bad that <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like, that bad, terrible, but it just wasn't as good as yeah. being perfect. With the so actors really that you had in that second season, you kind of wanted something better. It was just such yeah, a letdown after that. Cause the first better. season was, was huge. Um, I, I, I don't want to skip anybody's turn. No, so go, go ahead. No. You guys. Danny or Mike, I you mean, guys can... uh, you know, Vince Vaughn in that second season, Rachel McAdams, uh, what's his name? Colin yeah, Colin Taylor Farrell. Kitch. Taylor Kitsch, yeah. Taylor Kitsch. Uh, I did watch the whole thing, and it's not like I hated the second season. I didn't hate right. it. I just, after watching that first season, man, McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, I mean, how much better can you get, though, with that, too? I mean, they are right. just... Absolutely, yeah. Incredible. And the struggles that they go through, the internal struggles that they're going through, I yeah, it's hard to so beat that first good. season. Yeah. So I love that. Mikey, yeah. you watched True Detective, didn't you? Yeah, I think you guys are missing just like one big fact about True Detective, and that's that I have not watched True Detective at all. So, uh, <laughs> are you serious? Oh, I, I meant to watch it, it and I'm just now remembering that. So I'll get on it. Yeah. The best any part spoilers. about True Detective is that I've never seen it. <laughs> it's almost as good as The Great Mouse Detective. Like, almost as good. But <laughs> almost, um, I would say that I think... <laughs> or Mouse Hunt. 
uh, mouse hunt, excuse me, not mouth hunt. Mouth um, hunt. Not to be that? confused with mouth hunt, which is also a very good show. Um, no, uh, so True Detective, I would say it's not up there as far as my favorite shows. Um, uh, I would say that if I were making a top ten best TV shows ever created, it would probably be on that because I've I've never seen a, a show that was better acted. I mean, it's Matthew McConaughey and uh, and Woody Harrelson are. I mean, they're tremendous. They're incredible in that show, and it's just, I mean, such an in depth look at two characters and the emotional struggles that they go through. Uh And I mean, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. From like a so from a non viewer standpoint, what would you say sets that show apart from any other buddy cop detective? drama the story i would say the storytelling um and the i would say the acting. just on a higher caliber. character development and the, yeah. and the acting yeah <laughs> I, I mean it's it's I mean, very it's just it's very well written and it's very um it's very well told um but you do have uh, you do have characters and actors that really bring like they they hit every note that you need to so freaking well and so i mm-hmm. yeah it's it's tremendous tremendously acted that's the only way it very well thought use. out and there's a scene and i won't say too much but it's just a one continuous take with a lot of action happening and anytime um a, a, like cinema anytime that that can be done and done well i uh i'm a sucker for it mm-hmm. like I mean, like in Children of Men, that was one of my favorite aspects the, that Alfonso Cuaron was able to have multiple continuous takes with a large amount of action, and it came together very well. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in True Detective, I think the sixth episode, where they do that, and it's incredible. So, and I also think there's something out. to be said for having having a show that has a beginning and has an end. It's just one season, and they had a story that yep. they wanted to tell. They don't want you know don't need to do a sequel or anything like that. It's just like, hey, that was a sweet story, right? And that's all you need to see. And uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of you know what we talked about with a lot of other TV shows where you know when to end it, and they just they had a single single season that they needed to tell the story, and it's and it's fantastic. Um, yeah, so great pick, great pick, Zach, love it. Danny, what is your what are we on, number five? Yeah, five. N- number five. Uh, I have a feeling maybe this one might get vetoed. Uh, my number five is Breaking Bad. Uh, Veto. Cool. I I honestly thought you were going to do that, Zach, because I know how much you love it. Excited to talk about it, though. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Mikey, to me? we're up to you, buddy. All right. My number five is Star Trek Voyager. Ooh, wow. very nice. Um, so I guess we'll just let Mike talk. Wait, so nobody else ahead. seen it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, 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 just give you a, I'll give you a pitch for Star Trek Voyager and why you should watch this. Okay. So you got all the awesome parts of Next Gen, so you still get like interesting stories and you know people like swapping brains and just weird stuff that happens in space, you know, just every episode there's some weird random thing that they have to deal with. But in this one they get sucked to another quadrant of the galaxy and they're like 70,000 light years from home or something. It's like a 70 year journey for them to get back. So it's just this one Federation vessel that's just thrust way, way away from the Federation. And so you have this captain who's trying to decide 
you know, do we do anything in our power to get home or do we still follow the rules and guidelines of the Federation? And what does that look like when there's no Federation that you're beholden to? And so it's just one group of Federation uh, people on a ship with some Maquis soldiers thrown in. And it's incredible. It's, yeah, it's everything I loved about Star Trek Next Generation, but just they're on their own, which is even better. So that is my pitch on why you should watch Star Trek Voyager and why it made number five for me. You know, and I've heard I've heard Spencer, good. Uh, a good friend of the podcast, Spencer Hansen, uh, talk about Voyager before too, and uh, I definitely, it's been on my list for a long time, and uh, yeah, I think that I think you guys are all encouraging me to watch a couple different shows here, so I'm I'm excited to check that out because Star Trek is fantastic, and and that premise is is incredible because what do you what do you do when you're not beholden to a set of rules uh, that were previously established if if there is no consequence, really, um, if you're so far away that it doesn't make any difference, you know, are you still supposed to follow those rules? And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, cinema or stories of things within that structure. You know, if you're if you're in a in a situation where you're all going to die, are you still are you still following the chain of command, or what does anybody have any real difference on? So. Yeah, wow. it's an incredible show. If you like Jordan wow. LaForge, you're going to love Chakotay. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna check that one out then. I'm I'm super excited, so I'll, wow. I'll definitely get, get on that. Um, wow. But great pick, Mike. Great pick. We're all sorry that none of us have seen it. So. Not right now. It's all right. All right, everybody. That will conclude the first part of our top 10 favorite TV shows of all time episode. Until the next part, we will be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Thank you.